0: We are going to be having more baptisms in the new year. We've got a number of people that are looking to be baptized. So if this is something that's of interest to you, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. And we'd be glad to uh, have a conversation with you about that. Now last week I started by asking you if we had any weightlifters in the room. If we had anybody that ever set a record for lifting something really heavy and no one raised their hands. Monday morning, I came into work, and I opened up my inbox, and I had multiple notes from people who had claimed that, yes, in fact, I was a weightlifter, and in fact, I do have many awards for my skills and my strength, which was very interesting to me. I was hoping they'd provide pictures, and we could have shared them on the screen with you uh, here today. But we talked about lifting heavy things, and what's the heaviest thing that you ever lift Today, I want to do a follow-up question and ask you if you've ever injured yourself by lifting something heavy. Have you ever looked at something and said, boy, i got to move that, but it looks really heavy. And you kind of grab onto it and you give it a little tug. You say, oh, yeah, that's, that's really heavy. And you moved it anyways all by yourself. And then, like the next hour or the next morning when you woke up, your back or your left shoulder or something said to you, that was not a wise move. Has anybody ever lifted something so heavy that they've injured themselves? A couple of you. If not, you'll send me an email, and I'll see it tomorrow. (laughs) We define burdens as those circumstances or life situations, maybe a person, a relationship, something that weighs heavy on our mind or our heart. And in a season like Christmas, where there's so much emphasis on joy and happiness and celebration, rightfully so, those burdens can seem a little bit extra heavier. It might be an emotional burden. that, As we inch closer to Christmas, the weight of it increases. It might be a burden for someone that you love or somebody that's often on your mind or heart, somebody that you worry about, and it's physically like you're picking up and you're carrying them around with you. Your burden might be circumstances, but whatever it is, it's heavy. Now, last Sunday, I did my very best to discourage you by reminding you that we are sinful people living in a fallen world And therefore, burdens are going to be inevitable. And that on this side of eternity, it's guaranteed that we will all have to carry heavy burdens in this life. Nigel referenced it even in his testimony. And while that might not be the news that we're looking for, we remember that God has pledged himself to walk with us and to give us what we need in that season, he and all of his resources. That God is a holy, loving God, that he comes to us and meets us where we are, but he loves us too much to leave us that way and begins the work of transforming us from the inside out. And that God looks at us and he gives us everything we need for this life, even though at times it doesn't feel like enough. Now, let me go back to that situation where you lifted something that was so heavy that you hurt yourself. Now, maybe you tried to conceal the the injury, you uh, hid your limp, the fact that your left arm no longer works, you kind of covered that, the sound of the Advil bottle in your pockets rattling away as you walked around, uh, you tried to hide that as well. And eventually someone said to you, hey, uh, are you limping? I notice you haven't moved your left arm all day. What's going on? Are you okay? And you tell them the story. I saw something, I decided to lift it on my own, and I hurt myself. Let me take a wild guess of what they said to you next. I'm guessing they said, you know, I would have helped you carry that if only you had asked for help. I'm guessing they looked at you and said, hmm, you know, I would have helped if you had let me know that there was a need. That's what I wanted us to talk about today as we think about the gifts that God gives to us in carrying heavy burdens. And it's the question about whether or not we're willing to accept the gifts that God does give to us all along the way. As I said last week, and let me just spend a few more minutes on it this week, we were never created to live life on this side of eternity completely self-sufficient and independent. God never created us that way. And then living with the burdens of a falling world that can create, we cannot just live through all of that on our own. If we go back to the very creation story for a second, before the fall, God has created Adam and everything is perfect. But there was something lacking, companionship. So God creates Eve and says that it's not good for Adam to be alone. Now, Eve is given the name helper or helpmate. Literally, Ezer in Hebrew is the word. And we're familiar maybe with this word because we're familiar with the phrase that we use to describe God as described in the book of Samuel. The Lord is our Ebenezer, our rock of help. And we have an Ebenezer here somewhere today. Where are you, Ebenezer? There he is. We have our very own Ebenezer here today, our stone of help. You should know that the word word Ezer or help is only used of two people in all of Scripture. God and Eve. It's not used of man, it's not used of nations, it's not used of armies. And don't miss what God is saying to us here. Adam and Eve were created in a perfect world. And in their perfect world, they were created to require help from God and help from each other. They were made this way. This was their perfect operating system. God's perfect plan. That living life without God and without help from other people would only create problems. That was in the perfect world. How much more so for you and I today who live in a fallen world with all of the stress and challenges and mother-in-laws and all of those other things that make life difficult. I love you, Nanny. (laughs) So I want to take a few minutes to talk this morning about those who, of us who might be in need of some help today. And you're carrying something really heavy. And you're trying to do it all by yourself. Because it's not how God was created, has created us to live out this life. In Galatians chapter 6, verses 2 to 3 says this, Carry each other's burdens, and in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. If anyone thinks there's something... When they are not, they deceive themselves. Now, verse 3 is curious to me. And as I was thinking about it, you know, most often when I hear that verse read, I think that Paul is writing to people who would see somebody in need and think, you know what, I'm, beyond, I'm above that. I'm not going to lower myself and help them in that situation. And I am going to pass right by. Kind of like the, the parable of the prodigal son, where the two religious leaders see somebody in need and they cross to the other side of the, uh, the road. I'm not going to dirty myself by helping these people in need. I always thought that that was the only application to this text. Or as the Lord's most damning words to Cain, after he's killed his brother and the Lord comes asking him where his brother is, and he says, am I my brother's keeper? I'm not responsible for the well-being of the people around me. Paul is reminding us, if you think you're too good to help others, then you're deceiving yourselves. But I think this verse also has application to the people who are carrying the heavy burden all by themselves, that we too can deceive ourselves also. Those who think there's something, who think, you know what, I've got everything within me to do this on my own. I'm going to pull myself up by my own bootstraps. I don't need other people's help. I don't want to be one of those needy people who are calling somebody asking to lift a 500-pound piano. You know, I can should be able to do this on my own. And if you're like me, and I mean literally like me, calling someone else and asking for help is one of the hardest things you may ever have to do. Now, I tell you that as one of the vocational hazards of this line of work is that every now and again, you have to talk about a topic that you are completely guilty of and struggle of in yourself. And to me, today, this is my challenge in preaching on this topic. I will go home and watch this message three times for me because I need it probably more than everyone. I struggle to ask for help. In fact, during the pandemic, I almost lost all of my eyesight. And I remember one day when I told a friend of mine about this He looked at me and he said, how come you never told me? I could have helped you. And he was right. I kept it to myself and I deceived myself, as the scripture says, thinking that, you know what, I can do this all on my own. There's consequences to thinking we can walk through life without help from any other people. Let me mention a couple to you this morning. One is that it will get painful and life will get challenging and it will feel overwhelming at times and so we will be tempted to numb our pain. So we drink a little more than we should, we indulge in pornography, gummies, we lose ourselves in five hours of Netflix, we take a few more sleeping pills than the prescription calls for, and you know what? We're going to be able to make it just one more day. In fact, I thought about calling this message Friends Are Better Than Gummies, but uh, we'll uh, we'll mull that over another day. The idea is this, I can do it as long as I've got a crutch, I've got a help. But it wasn't how we were meant to live. And we create only other burdens for ourselves. Not only that, another consequence of trying to carry heavy burdens alone is that it can harm our faith. If you were to ask me, who are the people, Rob, that you think have really, really strong faith, it would be easy for me because I would say people that work in the work of chaplaincy, specifically hospital chaplains, Hospital chaplains deal with people at their most serious point of need. They live in the world of crisis every day. No one ever calls them and says, I'm doing really great. I just thought I'd call to let you know. Everybody is in a crisis, nearing death, the requirement to support family members, supporting hospital staff. We have a Baptist chaplain that works for our Baptist churches here in St. John, Mark Leary, who serves at the hospital and does an amazing work. It's so important. But it's tough because you carry around with you everybody's burdens, and you can't then go home and sit down at supper and tell your family what everybody has and what's going on in everybody's life. There's a requirement to keep all of that confidential. Recently, I was reading an article that said, actually, hospital chaplains are some of the people most likely to almost lose their faith in their ministry that the work that they do day, out, day in and day out is so demanding that some of them come to a crisis point in their faith, wondering if God truly is real. And the article went on to say it's their way of protecting their heart from the questions raised when you see people go through such difficult circumstances. And it got me thinking, if that's true of people who are trained to do this work, how much more so for you and I that the ability that if we carry our burden by ourselves too long, without prayer support, without people encouraging us, without friendship along the way, that the victim of this circumstance might very well be our own faith. Paul says, do not be deceived. You were not created to walk this road alone. And maybe today, if you are in a season of carrying a heavy burden, and you've been trying to do it all by yourself... At what point are you going to say, you know what? I could use a little help here. We'll talk more about that in a second. I want to make a few comments about those who are in the helping season of life right now, who are helping people that they love or care about or they're in a life group or they're friends with them, helping them carry heavy burdens. Ephesians 4, verses 2 to 3 says this, As a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle, be patient, bearing with one another in love. First of all, if you think, Paul says, that you as a Christian don't have to care for anybody else, you're wrong, and you've been deceived. The very essence of what it means to be the people of God is to support one another no matter what, no matter through whatever season. And that is you think about how you use your time and your energy and your resources, you ought to be budgeting a certain amount to think, you know what, I want to have a little reserve here in case I need to help somebody along the way. One of my favorite definitions of burden-bearing is when someone else's pain lives in our hearts. This is not to overwhelm and not to take up all the space, but to walk with them as they go through this challenge. But did you notice the wisdom that Paul gives to people who are called to live this way? He gave us three commands, humble, gentle, and patient, that burden-bearing with other people will require humility, It will require gentleness, and it will require patience. Let me just say a word about each of these. Humility is about your posture to the other person. You are not better than them. You're a brother, a sister along the way, working with them to help them carry their burden. When we engage in burden-bearing with other people, it, it will inevitably reveal some stuff and attitudes in our own hearts that are not healthy. I can't believe how big of a mess they've made of their life. I can't believe they did that. I can't believe they said that. I can't believe they were involved in that. Why am I helping them? I don't even know that they appreciate it. You know, I have needs too, you know, right? All of these things start to come to the surface as we help people carry their burdens. And if we're not careful, we can start to think that we are better than the people that we are helping. And this is dangerous. Paul wants to see us that burden bearing is an ultimate expression of grace. And grace is undeserved kindness. Bear with one another in love. Whose love? My version of love? With all the conditions and all the loopholes that I like to extend to other people? Or Christ's definition of love? Without condition. There may come a situation as well as we bear other other people's burdens. How can I say this delicately? That they're extremely difficult to love. Extremely painful. Painful. That when you open up your phone and you see that you've got a message from them, you think, oh, right? You know these people. Don't point at them if they're sitting next to you. You know, we have an opportunity in this moment to lift up your eyes to the heavens and thank the Lord because as you continue to love difficult people, you will learn the depth and the height in the width of the love of Christ that no book or sermon can ever teach you. You will only learn it as you love difficult people. How profound it is that Christ still loves us as very difficult people, that he didn't give up on us, that he continued to provide for us, that he never threw us aside and said, I'm tired of you. When you start loving difficult people, you have an opportunity to go to school And learn about the grace of God in such a profound way that no book or sermon will ever teach you. Lastly, or second, is gentleness. This is about words and about attitude. If you were to ask me why it is that most people do not like to share their burdens, the first two reasons that come to mind are pride and shame. Underneath the prideful exterior is often insecurity. We do not think that much of ourselves, so we have to project an image that we are in control and that we are confident and that we are important. But if you step back, underneath that tough exterior is a tender heart that is wondering if they matter. And the gift of gentleness in entering into those people's lives is a gift. The others is shame. Shame is such a powerful force in the lives of so many of us because it means that we absolutely fundamentally believe that we are unworthy, that we are undeserving of any act of kindness and any act of mercy, any forgiveness, any happiness, that we're not worth fighting for, that we deserve the situation we're in. It's our own stupid fault, and if we had just done better, and this is what I am deserved for the rest of my life, this is the voice of shame. And someone who approaches someone who's living in shame with gentleness is an incredible act of mercy. Lastly, it's about patience. <laughs> Never pray for patience. Patience is about our commitment and our willingness to journey with people over the long haul. And if you're going to journey with people over the long haul, you need to have healthy boundaries so that you can be there for them over the long haul. We do not want to create an unhealthy dependence, but the ability to walk with people over a season requires healthy boundaries. Paul says, if you're going to bear with one another in love, you need to be humble. You're going to need to be gentle with people, and you're going to need to be patient. Now, the place that you get those three things is through the Holy Spirit and through living a life dependent on the Holy Spirit as you walk with the Lord and lean into Him for those gifts in your life, not just for you, but so that you can extend them to the people that you care about. Now, this is a big topic and it's too big to give precise advice for every person in everybody's situation. But I'm assured today that some of you are here and you're carrying a heavy burden and you've been carrying it all by yourself. And if you're carrying it alone and you've not let people in or you've not accepted any offers to help, that my guess is you've asked the Lord to help you. And you've prayed some very sincere prayers asking the Lord to take the problem away, solve the situation, just get rid of it, and then I won't have to ask anybody for help. But what if God's answer to you is, I've answered your prayers and I've given you people around you who love you, who care for you, who've committed to walk with you, what if that's his answer to your prayer for help today? doesn't mean you need to spill your guts and put all the details of your situation on Facebook. But there's something powerful about being able to say, this has been a difficult time for me, and I could really use someone to talk to. Or I need some professional help. Or I don't want to go into all the details, but I just need to know that you're praying for me this week. And I wonder for you today if it's time to reach out and get the help that you need. Let me pray. God, we're grateful today that you see where we are, you see the things that we are carrying, and you're probably the only one that truly knows how difficult it is. And that, Lord, you care. You sincerely care. And you have given yourself and pledged yourself to walk with us each step of the way. This is the season where we celebrate Emmanuel God with us. And you come to us with all the resources at your disposal. And Lord, we recognize that today that one of those gifts might be a person that cares about us and loves us and maybe has already offered to help. And Lord, today we need to Humble ourselves and receive it so that we can carry this burden in our life over the long haul. And in doing so, give you glory because you care and have sought to meet our needs. Lord, may we be the kind of church that cares for each other, not just in words, but in actions also.